welcome back to another episode of Mystery of the Week. 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 Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Satan. Satan. Oh, that was bad. It'll be great. All right, and All we back, and we right. back, and we back, and we back, and we back. It feels so back. fucking good to be fucking back. So sorry you've been out of the loop for all the listeners. It's been a big hectic change, but we figured out how to record across the country with Brad over here. Hey. Hey, shut the fuck up, Polly. <laughs> Oops, sorry. So we've decided that coming back, I don't know, do you want to bullshit about anything? Um, yeah, I want to bullshit. I haven't talked to you guys in a little bit. Well, yeah, I want to bullshit. Man, I've been reading some weird shit about this about the secret topic we haven't told him what it is yet yeah about the secret topic we haven't told him what it is dude this secret topic i love this secret topic of course they if they see the name of the podcast before they click it oh they'll know the name of the secret topic oh no we could just put in the title secret topic I'm gonna name it Secret Topic. <laughs> Welcome to episode Secret, secret topic. topic of the Week. We went to the world's largest metaphysical bookshop. Oh yeah. In Knob Hill, Portland. It was really sick. It's like two huge old houses connected or three. Three huge old houses all connected to each other. It's like one big like bookshop and incense and all kinds of metaphysical spirit shit oh my god it was so cool they had every tarot deck under the sun it was oh yes i will tell you right now they have so many books on tarot that i kind of think one day whenever we've done had time to do more research and topics we need to hit tarot again on an episode oh my gosh yes we do dude i we both got our tarot read oh you did get your tarot read yeah Yeah. really and i like those readings felt spot on it was pretty nuts it did it was crazy like his reading was totally different from mine and like i could see where his connected with him and mine connected with me and he did a celtic cross reading yeah celtic yeah so like a really intricate 14 card reading i think it was it was a lot yeah, I mean, it, yeah, was, that's it, was, it crazy. was a long, it was a long spread. It was really cool, though. It was. Super Did cool. you buy any cards while you guys were there? No, I didn't buy any cards. I bought some incense. Why? Yeah, we I did, mean, we did that's buy some cool sick, too. Some sick incense, but I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back. There was a couple things there that I wanted to that I wanted to get into. Yeah, I found out I'm very attracted to things that are like audible and make noise. I just want to go back and buy all the music instruments and wind chimes. <laughs> I want their singing bowls so bad. Oh, oh. Someone send me a singing bowl. Explain to me again what a singing bowl is. So a singing bowl is you hit the outside with a little mallet wrapped in, it's wrapped in a cloth, and you hit it and the sound vibrates on the inside of the bowl, and then you spin your mallet around on the outside. The rim of it. And it, and you can hear it. Oh, okay. For like meditation and stuff. On a similar topic, um, I seen this video the other day of this instrument that like native tribes made and it's like tiny little flutes that look like heads of tiny people. What? And you blow through it and it makes the sound of like somebody screaming like they're being murdered. What the Why fuck? Why would you Why? ever? Hit? I don't know, but it's really terrifying. I wonder if it's to like, like the... ward off spirits or something. Yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, you it... have to find out what those things are called. Oh my God. I will. But the bigger the flute, the lower the scream sounds, but then the smaller the flute, the higher pitch the scream is. Oh. It's really weird. But yeah. It's really crazy. Really creepy. All right. You guys want to get into this super mystery topic? I don't know. Pretty mysterious. Here we go. Welcome back, guys. We're here again. It's mystery of the week. Hey. 
Hi. Hello. All right. So this oceanic mystery where experienced ship captains and pilots of planes disappear or mysteriously crash ranges from the Bermuda Islands, the island of Puerto Rico to Florida and back to Bermuda. This vast triangle measures about 440,000 square miles and carries several names such as the Devil's Triangle, the Graveyard of the Atlantic, and most popularly known as the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. We're gonna have a splishy, splashy time. I'm gonna splash so, you in the eyes with salt water. I was looking at the Devil's Triangle, and I came across, I don't know if you guys seen it or not, but the Urban Dictionary definition of a de- of the Devil's Triangle. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, have, I have a feeling I know what the Devil's Triangle is. I really like have something to do with buttholes. No. Give me your best shot, John. I'd say two P's and a V. Yeah, pretty much. What? (laughs) Okay, yeah, so the Urban Dictionary of Devil's Triangle is a threesome with one woman and two men. (laughs) It is important to remember that straight men do not make eye contact while in the act. This is key. Doing (laughs) Doing so will question their sexuality. Yes. And then their little, like, example is Larry. Did you hear that Eric and Brian were in a devil's triangle with Sarah last night? Brad. <laughs> yeah, man, I did. Brad! <laughs> and then Larry's like, no, man, it's cool. They didn't make eye contact. They didn't make eye contact. What the I was there fuck? to verify. I was, yeah, watching. I was watching the whole time. They didn't make the eye contact, so. <laughs> These guys. Oh, my gosh. Fucking Straight classic. as an arrow. Jeez. <laughs> All right, so I don't know if you know, but listeners, the topic of today is not threesomes. It's no. the Devil's Triangle as in the Bermuda Triangle. Have you guys ever watched the movie Ghost Ship? Oh my god. Wait, it was, maybe I'm thinking of Deep Blue. Is Deep Blue the one where he gets eaten by a shark, right? Doesn't that one have like... I think it has Ice Cube in it. Yeah, I No, I've never seen it. Ghost Ship. Highly recommend Ghost Ship. It's a really good, cheesy 2002 horror movie where they find a ghost ship in the Bermuda Triangle and shit goes down. There's a really gruesome opening killing scene at the beginning and everything I think about when I hear ghost ships in the Bermuda Triangle. Yes, I do remember watching Ghost Ship. Badass movie. I'm just saying bodies cut in half with wires. Huh? You like bodies cut in half by wires? Takes place in the early 2000s, so be prepared for that kind of horror and saucy cheese of a movie. (laughs) But anyway, in this Bermuda Triangle, more than 100 ships and thousands of people have just disappeared without a trace while traveling through this triangle of doom. One moment they're in radio contact, they suddenly all go blank or radio static and radio screens show no trace of the vessels so it's like very strange spooky happenings just straight blacked out very weird so this area is also known to have unpredictable weather that will just drastically change without warning in a matter of minutes but strangely enough even the unpredictable weather being the modus operandi of the devil's triangle many disappearances have occurred during fair weather and without a distress signal even being heard beforehand Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sounds very much like a Bermuda Triangle-y thing. Yes. My story? Mm. It ties in. Oh, it ties in. So I guess we should go ahead and say this will be a good little two-parter. We're going to be covering two-parter. some... 
spooky devil triangle not threesome topics <laughs> no, damn it i i wrote so much i wrote devil's triangle instead of bermuda triangle and now that you gave me that definition i'm oh, regretting no. it i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i had to ruin it for you you know if we were smart we would have made this a three-parter episode but it's a two-parter so stay Slim tuned Jake, stay I'm tuned because we're gonna jokes. come out with a killer episode for episode two yeah this one's gonna be some spooky stories and then we're gonna bring you some spooky theories Ooh. we're gonna talk about that shit we love like aliens Alien. there so, it is i love that high pitch you had there Thank you. Thank you so much. The thing about the Bermuda Triangle is, yes, like ships can sink, planes can crash. That's fact, right? Yes. But a fact. Derpader, hello, Titanic, blah, blah, blah. Derpader, yes. But a factor that draws people to this particular location of the ocean and the disappearances that occur here is the similarity between each case when they occur. And also the strange similarities between like the ship's going missing and the planes going missing even though they could experience very different things in distress uh pilots could experience like vertigo right or right uh all there's all kinds of things a pilot could experience that would get them lost or lose signal that are different from how a ship would get lost or lose signal but somehow the effects and how it happens is so similar but the ground in the air that is really odd, though. Wait, so they're saying that it's more similar than what we would originally believe it to be? As far as, like, the disappearance of these ships and then also the airplanes? Yeah, there's, like, patterns in the cases that are just very interesting no matter what type of vessel goes missing. Yeah, I mean, something like something's happening but it's causing both of them to, to actually go down. Yeah, like, they, they carry different equipment and use different navigation skill or have different threats you know in the air versus the sea as to how they could crash or sink or whatever's happening but somehow it's equally and strangely the events are happening the same to both boats and planes no one's safe in the triangle no one's safe in the triangle <laughs> don't think that you hear about these kind of stories with airplanes flying over you know like tennessee yeah, <laughs> yeah you know in the triangle though anything can happen welcome to the triangle and there's like an unshakable feeling that there is something supernatural about the cases of the devil's triangle to those that pass through and even make it out to those who live within its boundaries there's just this certain kind of feeling people have when they're in this area that is unsettling or doesn't feel natural Ooh, you get the creepy crawlies when you sail out yeah such as like spontaneous malfunctions like power blackouts, battery drainage, also unusual fogs and hazes that roll in and luminous phenomena reported both in the sky and under the water. God, that'd be so... F I know it would be scary, but how fucking cool would that be to be out there and you see all these lights going on I'm in the middle of the Bermuda Triangle! <laughs> I was so but while excited. all your equipment's just stopped working, sure, like, I'd be jagged. You're like, ignore that. Look at the ocean. I'd be like, I hear it's it like Universal all the time. Studios down there. <laughs> It'd be so neat. It we gotta start all the selling time. tickets to this shit. Actually, I saw on Twitter some guy was doing a cruise and they were actually going out into the Bermuda Triangle and then doing a ritual to try to summon aliens from the bottom of the sea. Ooh, I would buy tickets to that. Hell yeah, that's so cool. Yes, yes, I'm on board. Hoi matey aliens. <laughs> Hoi matey. The other interesting thing is that it's not strict 
we call it the Bermuda Triangle, the Devil's Triangle. It's always thought of and mapped as a triangle, but it's not actually a legit, strictly triangle shape. It's been reported as kind of like an oblong diamond shape, more so, and Mm. also known as the Limbo of the Lost, per the book by Wallace Spencer. Devil's Diamond. Now that sounds like a fucking urban dictionary sexual thing <laughs> the devil's diamond <laughs> oh no so um, go ahead no you go ahead Jim. no you go ahead oh okay thank you sir i appreciate your <laughs> kindness so i guess just to get it out of the way did you know and i didn't know this there is more than just one location in this triangly shape that have these kind of disappearance and sightings of random lights that happen Are you in other parts of the world Yes, I have heard that. There's one by, like, Japan, right? Yes. So there's actually five other locations that are marked or given the name Triangle. So there's Bridgewater Triangle uh, in Massachusetts. There is... Yeah, so you could fly over Massachusetts and have weird shit happen. What is she... Exactly. That's <laughs> the why chances I didn't say Massachusetts. That's the rando state I picked. <laughs> um, there is Bennington Triangle in Vermont. Uh, there's Dragon's Triangle, which is the one in the Pacific. Pacific Ocean by Japan, Michigan Triangle, which is in Lake Michigan, Ooh, and then really? Matlock Triangle, which is in that one movie. Britain. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Matlock. There's more than just one triangle, but the one that shares the most similarities with Bermuda would be Dragon's Triangle because <gasps> they're both on exact north, and exact north runs through the center of both Bermuda and also Dragon's Triangle. So it's almost like they're twin triangles. Oh my god. Yeah, because there's the whole, which we'll probably get more into this in part two with theories, but where there's magnetic north and there's true north. So a lot of why people have compass problems and they lose direction or get lost is because their compasses are set to go to magnetic north. But in this area, they're picking up true north and it's kind of like a funky Mm -hmm. intersection area. And I had questions about that, about, you know, what the difference is between magnetic north and true north. Do you guys know what the difference is between it? Center of the earth and actually the top? No. Oh. Difference is about 20 degrees. Hey, that's just enough to fuck you up in the middle of the fucking ocean. 20 I mean, degrees off just course enough. and you go and you're going like 2,000 miles. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, 20 degrees is just enough to fuck up my pancakes in the morning, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you gotta stick with waffles. That was the Can't best joke. Waffles. Uh, yes, I needed that kind of joke. What a dad joke. You're getting so good at daddy. Hey, dad. dad. I know. I know. <laughs> it's so good. So yeah, I mean, we'll get more into this in our stories, but just like the horrifying thought of being in the middle of the fucking ocean, especially in a plane, like where you could run out of gas and just go into the ocean is horrifying. It is horrifying. It's so vulnerable. Get your floaties. You know, one other thing that I noticed, I'm doing a lot of crinkling. Listen to this. All right, I'm better. So the guy who coined the term Bermuda Triangle, Vincent Gaddis. He was mm. he was the author of pulp magazine uh, art articles, so he just wrote stories for these for these pulp magazines, like for science fiction stuff and he and paranormal horror stuff. And so this guy had a background in doing a lot of 
paranormal writing. That's what he was known for. And in a 1964 February issue of Argosy, which I looked it up and it was it's a it's a nautical term. So he did Lee science fiction on water stuff. The actual name of the story was the deadly Bermuda Triangle. And I pulled up the I pulled up the actual article from the magazine and a lot of the early accounts if you go through and look at them from the 1800s up into the 1940s were reported inside of that story. Uh, at least a lot of the famous ones that like people look at and hear about were reported originally in that story. I just think it's crazy that he's this fiction writer. And he he was the one who coined essentially where the triangle was going from Bermuda to Florida. To the island of Puerto Rico. Yeah, to Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. He he's He's the one who claimed it, so we still just hold these fields of boundary to this to this area then kind of my story though is going to go in depth of an actual account of why that is the boundary too we're going to be all up in that triangle diamond shape geometric doom area welcome to geometric doom so before we go taking me back to math class yeah (laughs) taking you to school yo (laughs) so before we get into our stories here's a quick timeline of some really strange cases that have happened and these are disappearances that have no trace of being found so in 1880 a british ship called the atlanta vanishes with 290 people on board never seen again 1945 five torpedo bomber planes and the planes sent to search for them disappear with the entirety of their crews Jeez. 1948, a British passenger plane with 29 people aboard vanished. 1953, a U.S. Navy plane vanishes with 42 people on board. And we're getting into the 60s. Shit's getting weird. Maybe they were doing acid. It's getting weird all over. I don't know. But 1963, the ship Marine Sulphur Queen, gross fart boat (laughs) as I like to call it. It's a stinky beast. Disappears along with 39 people aboard. I like to think it might be a mercy situation because you're on Sulphur Queen fart ship. Yes. No one wants that. (laughs) A stinky time. (laughs) 1967, cargo plane is lost with four people. 1984, ship Marquez disappears, 18 people aboard. And then these two are pretty interesting because of when they fall. 1991. Wow, we were one years old. Halloween night. I wasn't even there yet. You weren't here yet, but we're thinking of you. So it's Halloween night and Grumman Cougar Jet goes missing after radioing for higher altitude and with experienced pilot and a trained co-pilot on its way to Tallahassee, they're never seen or heard from again. That's Satan. That is Satan. 1994, Christmas Eve, Ooh. a Piper aircraft vanishes over Boca Raton, Florida, one of the few instances of a plane disappearing over land in the Devil's Triangle. Witnesses even report seeing the plane above from the ground, but no air traffic operators ever saw a trace of it in their tracking. And then the Piper and its pilot, Laurent Abecasis was never seen again how how could a plane i mean i feel like if it crashed theoretically statistically it should have blown up right you're coming from a pretty high altitude unless she coasted in and just bellied it but nobody ever found the plane and it's really strange that it's over land and the fact that people can witness and they 
physically saw it, but air traffic control has no pickup on radar or tracking to that plane. And it doesn't even radio in and have distress or anything. It's just gone. That's so weird. Blowing my mind. And it's like still missing. Still Yuppers. missing. Yepperoni. So, and some of these stories will go a little bit more in depth with ours, I think. Who wants to tell theirs first? Yeah, who wants to tell it first? I can I tell mean, mine first. Okay. <laughs> do you want to rock, paper, scissors it? Come on, do an epic battle with John Brandon for rock, paper, scissors going first. We'll do rock, paper, scissors. Are you ready, rock, John? Paper, scissors, shoot. So hard. so hard. Are you, sh- are you playing ready? shoot? He's going to send your fist to the Bermuda yeah. Triangle. Okay. I'm going to send your ass to the Shadow Realm. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. He fucking, got you with the scissors. He fucking swung that lag. You're a lit okay. piece of paper, John. My, mine's a good story. So mine is about a ship named the Ellen Austin. Classic. Ooh. Sounds like a daytime show host. She does sound like <laughs> a daytime show host. My name's Ellen Austin. Welcome to the Ellen Austin show. Don't cold Steve Austin's wife, I bet. Way before his time. She wishes <laughs> she was Stone Cold Steve Austin's wife. Are you ready for this sweet story? Yeah, yeah, so ready, yeah. So ready. So the Ellen Austin was American ship made back in 1854, and its only duty was to make trips back and forth from New York to London. Duty. <laughs> so pretty. Are you serious? Duty. Come on now. I can't help it. <laughs> You guys are crazy. <laughs> it is pretty funny. So pretty, pretty long trip, pretty long voyage. And during its trips, it would make its way through none other than the Bermuda Triangle. During one of its journeys through the Bermuda Triangle on its way to London, it crossed paths with another ship. The strange thing was that there was nobody on the ship. The ship was just aimlessly drifting about through the sea. What? In yeah, in the Bermuda Triangle. How crazy. So, That's creepy. Yeah, how crazy would it be to like come across just a, a ghost ship? Like yeah. You actually find a ghost ship. That'd be the coolest thing in the world. Based on what I've seen from the hit 2002 movie Ghost Ship, don't get on that ship. Sail on. I then I'd on be board. scared that whatever you're heading for is going to put you in the same situation. Yeah. I don't want no Casper don't ship. No thanks. <laughs> Casper, when get I think my about ship. When I think about coming across the ship that doesn't have anybody on it i just think back to this like scooby-doo uh <laughs> movie they're on a sh- they're on a cruise ship and then there's this ship full of like ghost pirates <laughs> yes Classic yes scooby-doo. i know exactly that god damn it i love scooby-doo so fucking much what a good show scooby-doo's the shit i strictly so- pay for a boomerang's boomerang <laughs> subscription boomerang <laughs> just so i can watch scooby-doo dude scooby-doo ain't no shame shit. up in that game back on water pun back on the seas yeah there we go back on the raft so when they came across this ship the captain of the ellen austin thought hey i'm gonna take some of my best crew members and i'm gonna have them board this ship so that way we can salvage it and take it back with us after we're done with all of our journey well just a few days after they or after the crew members boarded the ship and they were they were pretty much like tugboating along, so like they were following each other, and then this uh, super bad storm came along, and the ships got separated, and nothing was found after that. So but like he lost a whole, like a crew of men. Yeah. Just the so, ghost ship went missing? Just the ghost ship went missing. What the fuck? Yeah. They ended up making it to their destination and fulfilling their little their little job that they had to do. Their duty. Their little job they their had to do. Duty. Their little duty. Their little job that they had <laughs> to do, whatever duty. it was. 
so that's pretty much technically that's the only like hard evidence that they have about this story but the mystery of the ship is still kind of being explored um and there's one there's apparently other stories about it that this retired british navy officer guy released and was saying that oh what year was it or i'm sorry it was i believe it was during the same trip when they were coming back when they were coming back and through the bermuda triangle again the ship comes right back what what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. So they see the ship again. Same conditions, though. Nobody's on the boat. The boat's abandoned. The crew members that were previously on that ship were nowhere to be found. What? It's almost like the ship's coming in and luring people to get on board so it can disappear and take them to whatever fucking dimension, mermaid dimension or whatever. Welcome it's to the mermaid to. dimension. It's definitely yeah. a mermaid dimension, obviously. That's just a personal dream of mine. So, same conditions. Guess what happens next? They tug, tug a tug that boat. They, they send another set of crew members to go aboard the ship to bring it back home with them. It's a trap. Same thing happens again. Well, the boat gets, duh. The boat gets separated. Did, did, and the, did ship the weather is get never found again? again? Yeah. Oh my god. And just like last time. The thing about the Bermuda Triangle, like it'll be fair average weather, and then all of a sudden, without warning, the weather just hits and it's bad, and you it's hard to prepare or come back from it. But it's really yeah. strange that two boats that weren't the ghost ship made it, and just the ghost ship ends up tootalooing off or yeah, whatever the fuck. Every single time, it's like it was steered off. So not a soul, a body, nothing was on the ship. It was just the ship. Did they report like the condition of the ship inside? Did it look like people were like mid doing something and they just vanished or was anything peculiar? That's the thing. They said that it's the second part of the story can't be determined true because it's lacking hard evidence. So the first part of it was all documented. So technically the only evidence that or the only like story that they have was the fact that the dude sent those people onto that ship and then the storm separated them and that ship was never seen again. The second part isn't completely, doesn't have a lot of evidence to back up that it happened again. It was pretty much only stories that can determine whether or not that that would be true. So yeah, you think you'd have like a missing persons reports or something? Surely you would still have to report the person missing, even if they yeah, if they put a water. second crew on there, couldn't they know if but those people are gone? But it's also international water. But the yeah, first time question. they found the boat, the reported one, did they say anything about the conditions on the boat or anything specific? No, I. But I'm assuming that if they sent people aboard it, then it wouldn't have been in that bad of condition, or else they probably wouldn't have sent people on it to begin with. But there's some like strange stories too, not just in the Bermuda Triangle, but of, you know, ghost ships that they find. And it looks like people were just, there was no struggle. There's nothing strange. It doesn't look like anything went wrong on the boat. It's just they come across it and no one's on it. Like they were midway in dinner or something like, and they're just gone. Yeah. It's like so they just weird. poof. And yeah. So the weird thing. They got raptured almost. Yeah. Rapture time. Rapture time. (laughs) (laughs) The last thing that they noted was that the Ellen Austin started its voyage on December 5th of 1980, and it finally reached New York on February 11th of 1981. So they were saying that it definitely indicates that a lot of the time that the Ellen Austin had on the sea was spent 
looking for this unnamed ship. So do they even know what the ghost ship was or its purpose or where it came from? Mm-mm, no. What the fuck, Casper Boat? We need answers. Yeah. So now that it's gone forever, nobody knows. Unless you get lucky and yeah end up meeting the ghost ship that actually be kind of cool like ghosty stuff and if you disappear aside if you were in the middle of the ocean and suddenly there was this boat you could just get on and explore and it's just empty that'd be the ultimate haunted house boat that'd be so fun time (laughs) only if you live to tell the tale yes exactly but who's to say the danger is the fun part. The danger is probably the black mold you would encounter, but... Yeah, that's true. You know, also the fun. I think the only person who could survive would be David Blaine. Oh, easily. Yeah, well, he would hold his breath for the David whole time David Blaine probably put that ghost ship in the Bermuda Triangle. He's probably responsible for the entire thing. Yeah, why doesn't he Why does he do a magic trick and make it appear? Why don't you summon the devil, David Blaine, and make that ghost ship appear again? Don't why don't you summon his... that crew again, David Blaine? Don't say I'm his name again. Out. He'll come out. I'm sorry, David Blaine. I don't normally get... Like like that sometimes i just get really wrapped up david blaine david blaine oh fuck fuck he's gonna come into your bedroom be at the end of your bed in the dark middle of the night and just start doing weird card tricks to you now (laughs) (laughs) no way how'd you do that also how'd you get in here i'm david blaine Blaine, could you please leave not more need said no the worst nightmare would be if it was chris angel oh and he'd just be like I'm just mind freaking you. Dude, he's like, quit freaking my mind right now, Chris. You have to say mind fricked. You're mind fricking me right now. Get the frick out of my house, you mind fricker. You're going to frick me silly. Oh my God. All right, let's frick on over to your story, John. That's crazy, though. I have so many questions. So my story revolves around a ship. This ship named the USS Cyclops. I feel like you're copying me, John. I had a story about a ship. Now you have a story about a ship. Yeah, I have a story about a ship. I like ships. I don't like a lot of water stuff, but I do like ships. So this ship was born in 1910. Born? Well, it was launched. It was its birthing date onto the ocean. But this ship was the second of four class Collier ships. So Collier is a cold transportation ship. Now, everything was going good for the first eight years of the ship. But then in 1918, mind you, we are in wartime. It is World War One. This crew of 306 members was aboard and somewhere near March 4th of 1918, signals from the ship stopped. Now, this, since they couldn't find the ship and no radio transmissions were coming from it, and now you have to assume everybody's dead. Classic assumption. Classic assumption. I love assumptions. This is actually still... and re- say about it, assumptions. It remains the largest naval death in history the most amount of people dead in the water at one time from a boat really yeah theories around what actually not i feel like that's not a world record you want to break no no (laughs) you're not trying (laughs) to break it but if you break it good for you i mean you're gonna be in guinness so that's cool wait so is that even more than the titanic it's the largest naval death in history. naval okay sorry the largest belly button death in history (laughs) (laughs) but theories around the disappearance of this boat actually revolve around a few different ideas so obviously it was 1918 come on come on we have a story news breaking it was wartime you have to keep this in mind so at the time it's theorized that the crew 
turned against the captain of the ship because he was actually a German born and they accused him of being a German sympathizer and it was a mutiny that went wrong because they couldn't navigate the ship. They killed the guy, but then couldn't navigate the ship. Now, that's a theory. That was just one. Another theory is that Germans did intercept the ship because, like I said earlier, it was a it's a coal transportation ship. But since it's wartime, it was actually transporting 10,000 tons worth of magnesium to make bullets. Hot commodity. So if the Germans were... The Germans could have intercepted it or they could have shot it down because it was a U.S. ship in in the open waters but once asked germany actually didn't take any credibility for any of their actions there so on their end they're just saying they didn't do it and they have no they had no knowledge of the ship anywhere and the ship didn't give any kind of like distress or anything yeah no that's what i was thinking that's the thing 306 members aboard no distress signal not a peep not a not a pip not a peep out of them yeah. Everybody so, I mean, everybody just about it, vanished. If they're really getting attacked by another ship, I mean, you would at least expect a distress signal. Yeah, and if they thought that the captain was a German sympathizer, they would have reported back to the yeah. American base and said so and said they're coming back. And if they couldn't steer the ship, then they would send out distress for that as well. Unless they were scared because they killed their commanding officer and they didn't let it go through the actual ranks of military court. They're just gonna skip town with a giant (laughs) naval ship. It's a thought. Maybe that's what they did. They're like, well, shit, we (laughs) fucked up, you guys. (laughs) Well, shit. And then... Oopsie poopsie doopsie. (laughs) They're just like, well, what do we do now? And just like, well, let's just steer off course and just Just steer off overseas forever. They're actually living their best life on a remote island somewhere. Dude, you're being your best self. No, you're being your best self. I'm glad we did this. You guys want to do a devil's triangle? Wait. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. (laughs) Now, the theory that the Naval History and Heritage Association stated she probably sank in an unsuspected storm. That's the only thing they said about the ship. And that's all it says. That's that's all I could find like off of official official reports about the story. They just chalked it up as a storm and they lost the crew. Like later days. Don't have time for this. We're in war. I mean, do we know like how deep like the deepest part is in the Bermuda Triangle? Because I figured that they would at least be able to try to track some of that stuff, right? <laughs> That's actually something we will get into in theories. That's very interesting. Mm. Stay tuned. Because <sighs> we got we got radars now. We got sonars. I mean, I guess they have those all the time, but we got uh, 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 infrared cameras. Still can't find the remains just of it. Poof. It's kind of like uh, if you had fairly godparents and you just wished it to be gone. I did hear, though, that the actual Bermuda Triangle, the actual square footage of it, one million square miles. Jeez. Is that bigger than That's the ridiculous. Titanic? ridiculous. Just by a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I like how our, our comparison of measurement is Titanic size or not Titanic size. It's definitely it's, it's Titanic. A, it's a Titanic sized triangle. All right. Well, I'm that was gonna... a pretty good story. Yeah, thanks. I thought it was kind of I like that the name is Cyclops. Oh, yeah. Very. I think they named it after X Men. Of course. In the 1800s? No, 1910. 19, All right. So I'm going to take us from the water below to the sky above. Take me oh. to the sky above. What's that Space Jam song? Fly like hey, a hey, 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 hey. 
Don't go too far. You'll get copyright claimed. From the sea? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a very popular story, and it's told many times over of the Bermuda Triangle, but I feel like it's worth telling here because it's so unexplainable, and it's actually credited, again, a reason why the area is coined as a triangle. The mind-blowing story of Flight 19, the Lost Avenger torpedo bombers i'll tell you if it blows my mind by the end of it okay i'm prepared i mean they have torpedoes so i mean they have avengers in their name so and torpedoes so on december 5th 1945 flight 19 was just doing a routine training triangle starting at fort lauderdale and go out 123 miles over to bermuda and then 67 miles northwest and then back to the base in florida easy peasy mundane typical stuff mundane squeezies yes So of this crew was Navy Lieutenant Charles Taylor. He was a veteran of combat in the Pacific and flying since 1941. The other pilots were all seasoned servicemen in the Navy as well and graduate pilots with more than 350 flight hours each. So these guys fly. These guys fly. (laughs) They're flying high. Other trainers were seasoned captains and lieutenants that were confident and known for successful flights such as these. This is just typical run-of-the-mill training stuff. Boring. So we thought. So each plane was checked, supplied with efficient fuel for the trip, and the weather was showing it was fair to average that day, and they took off at 2.10 p.m. Unfortunately, these five planes with the crew of 14 would never return or be found after their flight in, dare I say, the Devil's Triangle. (laughs) Hey, Sid, looks like a very fair and regular day. You want to go up in the skies? Yes, average, my favorite kind of weather. (laughs) (laughs) What an average flight we'll have. (laughs) Why are you guys talking so weird? (laughs) You know, 1940s stuff. (laughs) So all was well until 3.50 p.m. when Lieutenant Taylor reported his compass behaving erratically. Another lieutenant replied to Taylor with directions and how to follow the sun to get into the right direction. And then Taylor informed he was now sure of where he was and no need to send help. But his connection started worsening and it was a sign that he was not where he thought he should be because they weren't reaching proper signal. So as they kept flying and not seeing the Florida coast when they should, the pilots grew frustrated and very concerned, of course. Of course. That's some scare that's scary shit being lost in the air over in the, water. In the air over the ocean. Yeah. So they were radioing that they would hopefully find the coast or they would just have to keep flying until they ran out of gas looking. Lieutenant Taylor re- reported in that everything is wrong. Everything looks strange, even the ocean. The water was white and he couldn't make out anything below him. The water was white. Which I think goes back talking about like the luminosity that people see from under the ocean and the strange lights. Yes. It just and it's as a pilot you already have the fear of vertigo and getting turned around and then if below you the water starts reflecting and doing strange things i feel like that's more prone to start happening and be scary so horrifying that's why i would never fly an airship over the sea nope probably not so the flight pattern they are on was supposed to take two hours and 15 minutes and they're now going on hour four there's no change in sight of the pilots reaching shore and it started getting dark oh con- dang imagine yeah. being dark over top the ocean you can't tell like the sky from the ocean 
and be back by day. Jeez, better man. hope that ocean starts glowing again so you can see some yeah, shit. You yeah. better hope. So the control center was sure that all their navigation equipment on the planes was malfunctioning and sending them further away from any land. The pilots indicated their, their compass was erratic and fuel gauges, altimeters, and airspeed indicators were all misreading. They were instructed to turn their emergency signal gear on and the pilots confirmed doing so but they still could not be tracked at the base. No signal output. So it's 6.20 p.m. and the last transmission came in from Lieutenant Taylor stating, All planes close up tight. We will have to ditch unless landfall. When the first plane drops below 10 gallons, we all go down together. Dun, dun, dun. That's fucking horrifying. That's a really bad way to go out. Yeah, Yeah, it's like land or suicide at this point. Yeah. I just, man... I just, okay, so if it were me, I would just feel like if I was going one direction and I felt like something was going wrong, wouldn't you just be able to make that slight adjustment where you just turn your plane and then just come back the original way that you were thought you were coming? They did try to do that. They they When they started thinking their compasses were misreading, they turned so many degrees back east to try to correct it. And then the other batch of planes, since there was miscommunication, turned an opposite way. And they just started kind of like fighting and getting... Uh, there was a lot of animosity over the radio where no one could agree who was in charge, where anybody was. And no matter what direction they thought they were going to correct, they never ended up seeing land. They were just lost. It's almost like they got sucked into an area where they would never be on the right path. You know what I mean? It sounds like there's a lot of those areas. Like that's when like your fog builds up and everything. Start seeing strange lights. There was one at least experience. Like he was like doing the training or is that right? There were multiple lieutenants and captains in this training course to guide the trainers. And even the people being trained had quite a few flight hours. So it wasn't their first time. And then even stranger, they go, they go missing. No one hears from them. They don't see them. They lose connection. They're gone. So they sent out a Navy patrol bomber to search and rescue with a crew of 13. But they soon lost communication with base. Also falling into the void of the triangle and never heard from or seen again. No, your rescue, your rescue, God, your rescue crew (laughs) just disappears as well. That's so horrifying. How many people were on that plane? 13 on the rescue crew. So how many people in total ended up going missing? Uh, 20-some. That's fucking crazy. And just no sign of them. I feel like that's a sign of, okay, something's not right here. Yeah. You have trained people on a routine training course, and somehow they get totally lost. And even your rescue crew, a crew that is trained also to go find and rescue people who get lost, just miss, just go missing the same night. That's way too much of a quinky dink to me. So other search aircraft were directed to the site, but didn't find anything but they did report seeing strange lights streaking across the sky in red, green, and white, which is, again, a common report when there's disappearances in this area. And those lights were never explained. And then the next day, a daylight search group was sent out consisting of all the ships in the area, commercial and military, as well as the Coast Guard. But there was not a trace of the Avenger pilots or the rescue plane. There was no wreckage, no flotation devices or oil slicks, 
were found and they were just gone. Gosh, dang. That's dude. just so So insane. many people just I don't get missing, it. Just right there. And there's a map of where they believe they were based on radio signal. So there's the triangle path they were supposed to take. And then suddenly they're being reported a little bit north, further up the east coast of Florida. And then the last they hear from them, they're even more north off the east to Florida. So no, and no matter how much they corrected, it's like they just kept getting spun around in a portal or something and could never find land. Yeah, they just they just kept riding like up north along the coast, pretty much. Oh my gosh! It's like so close. So So close. Sam, Sam. (laughs) Okay, so I'm gonna go a bit out there, but I don't feel like it's too far out there. We're here to get out there. So, how many people again? Twenty six or something like that. Yeah. Okay, so if you think about that, twenty six people—that's really not that many lives. And this was naval people, so part of the government, technically. What if the government just wanted to see if they could make it where people could just get completely lost and not be able to find where they were going oh so to send people into distress like like testing them yeah so that way they could see if it could work against like enemy aircrafts but like Um, dummy test subjects that don't know they're being tested on to get full authentic results yeah that's a good theory dude that's yeah so like the bermuda tri the bermuda triangle is almost like another area 51 more like the bermuda training ground which is also an area that's said to exist like an ocean area 51 yeah it's not area 52 which we'll get into that in theories too It's underwater so, area 51. Very original. <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't be like a area 64 or like a different area. We need you to know this is associated with area 51 this weird happenings. Stuff. Weird stuffs. <laughs> it's area 51, but water stuff. <laughs> Man. Tisk, tisk, tisk. So to this... To this day, people have gone out with even more advanced equipment since that time. They go out with undersea cameras, sonar, and extensive bottom mapping of the area, and have yet to find a trace, bomber planes, or a rescue plane anywhere in an area where they think they could map where they were. I'm just so curious. I want to know what happens when they do, like, sonar around these areas. It's infrared. I I don't know. I just feel like I'm right, because it would be so easy to cover it up. You're probably right, Brandon. It probably is a military fucking cover-up. Well, to go with that, the Navy has deemed their disappearance appearance as, quote, causes or reasons unknown, and, quote, not even able to make a guess as to what happened. Mm, yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. You could make a guess. Like, mind control drugs? Chemtrails. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Don't get John started on Kim Jill. We were so lucky he hadn't bring it up yet. Talk about planes, he didn't even bring it up. Oh, I'm sorry. I had to. I'm not going to bring it up. I'm just saying. Watch your shit. The government is out so, to get you. Before we close this out, did you guys know that Christopher Columbus was also like reporting this shit too? Really? Yes, but here's the thing about Christopher Columbus. <laughs> He's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's the You're an idiot. he's the most untrustworthy source. He thought no, he was looking for India and found North America. Yeah, he thought North America was India. <laughs> this guy's a fucking idiot. Well, yeah. Besides that, be- besides that big fuck up, I mean, he was saying <laughs> that oopsie daisy, <laughs> oopsie daisy of a human being. <laughs> he was saying that he. Re- 
uh, was writing down in his journal that he saw lights falling from the sky and going into the ocean. Yes. And, like, the ocean was illuminating. So, I mean, I don't know. That's pretty Alien fucking ships, crazy. I'm just saying. Again, that'll be in theories. I'm really excited to get to theories also. That is going to be a really fun part of this yeah, series. Yeah, theories is going to be super fun. Well, one more thing then. So, you know how I was talking about dragons, uh, dragons triangle? Yes. Before? How it's like the twin of Bermuda? Well, so, but in dragons triangle... There were scuba divers who had come across this giant, like, man-made pyramid, almost. What? Not not like a pyramid, like, um, but this thing is so massive. It's two football fields wide, and it has, like, five layers to it, and everything, not everything, but there's a lot of, like, 90-degree angles, a lot of walkways with, like, stairs, and it's all underneath the ocean, and they're claiming that it's Atlantis. Ooh. Yeah. So some more stuff for uh, next episode. Oh, yeah. And we're so going to cover Atlantis. I want to, I'm sure we'll touch on Atlantis in theories, but we will deep dive on Atlantis at some oh, point, I'm too. Oh, deep dive so hard on Atlantis. <sighs> so many good things to, to have ready for next episode. Oh, my gosh. Okay. You got a good newsy? Mysteries in the news. That's new. What could it be? So remember when... Remember when... So I like this story because remember when we did the news story in a past episode about mysterious mashed potatoes being left around a town? Yes, yes. Yes. Well, in this one, residents of more than 50 households in Henrico County, Virginia, woke up this past weekend to find old-style TVs outside their doorsteps. (laughs) What? Uh, It said, police began receiving reports about the TVs early Sunday. By the morning, their phones were clogged with calls. said, quote, everyone started coming out of their houses, walking around the neighborhood, and looking at the TVs there on the doorstep. Uh, They said it felt like it was the twilight zone. Each home received exactly one TV carefully placed so it faced inward toward the door. Some deliveries were caught on residents' doorbell cameras and that's where things got real fucking weird. Oh my god. The giver of the TVs had TVs for faces. Yes! Yes! The the home videos reveal at least one of the delivery man, a man dressed in a blue jumpsuit, black gloves, and what appear to be brown hiking style boots. He wears a TV set on his shoulders, positioned so it obscures his face. Another man in a white jumpsuit who also wore a TV as he made the deliveries. Oh my gosh, dude, there's a team. The thing is, these are like old style tube TVs. So one, nobody wants one. They suck. And second of all, they're really hard to get rid of. And they're heavy. Yeah, it's almost like somebody had an abundance of them and didn't know where to dispose of them. So just started leaving them on doorsteps probably someone who wanted to start the tv emporium <laughs> and then the realized TV revolution the dream was broken we determined that there's no credible threat to residents and that this was strictly an inconvenience <laughs> it You're was a unique I would say. So after barring a truck from the county's solid waste department, a half dozen police officers collected the television sets in about an hour and the county will recycle them. There was no additional cost to residents and the incident didn't impair normal police activity. 
<laughs> the department doesn't plan to investigate further, although officials encourage residents to contact police if it happens again. Oh my gosh. That's so weird. They're calling him the TV Santa Claus. Yes, dude. What a shitty so Santa cool. Claus. Here's a TV that nobody wants. That's like the time I told my it. dad I wanted roller skates for Christmas, and when I opened up this giant box, he just cut out a picture of roller skates from a magazine and wrapped it. Thanks, Dad. Really appreciate what? you. Classic Dad shenanigans. Love that. No, that's just <laughs> terrible. That's sad. <laughs> that's just terrible. You know, my question is, do you think these TVs still work? No. Probably some of them have VHS combo things, so if you got a sick VHS laying around. Oh, no, yeah. No, he didn't even do that. 80s porn, just... you're going to flip it in there? Maybe it's one of those cool no, TVs was... that came in different colors, like blue and lime green. Ooh, those are yeah, cool. very cool. See-through TV? No. Ooh. It was the worst of the worst. It was the I worst. mean, if this guy's going around putting these TVs on all these people's porches, he and I'm sure he wasn't prison. getting the cool ones. Yeah, he probably wasn't giving away the cool ones. He probably kept the cool ones. Yeah, he was like, fuck you guys, I'm keeping all the cool ones. I gotta shed a TV. Here's a Magnavox, cool bye. See ya. Zenith. Zenith, you later. <laughs> Maybe he got all those TVs from the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, you didn't laugh at my joke. They probably are Bermuda Triangle situations. It's the uh, Virginia Triangle. The Virginia this is Triangle. how it starts. <laughs> That's definitely where they're going to call it the Devil's Triangle because Virginia uh, vagina. Uh, I see yeah. what you did there. Classic uh, middle school jokes. There. All right, so I'll sign out on this news story as people have said they're going to dub that day as TV Day or World Television Day as a holiday in their neighborhood. <laughs> and he's going to be the Santa Claus that delivers it to you in a Fuck in like yeah. a jumpsuit. He's kind of riding around in a beat-up car with his buddy. That's the most wholesome Smoking Santa Claus I could ask for. Myth. Maybe every year will be a different dated electronic everybody has to figure out what the fuck to do with and doesn't want. They smoke cigarettes with gloves on, and so every time they touch the TV, you'll know they were there from the faint smell of cigarettes lingering on the sides of your television. Yeah, if you leave out a plate with an ashtray and a box of cigarettes, well-packed, will leave you two TVs. <laughs> Oh my god, he'd be so happy. Oh gosh. Instead of reindeer reds. instead of reindeer, he just has like a pack of stray dogs or something. He's like, I just carry them around me, I just drive. They don't try to pull my car for me, but Watch out, because they will bite. And if you're extra good, I might leave a VHS with you or something. I'll leave you an eighties porno. Alright guys. Oh, no one put John in charge of being Santa Claus, please. We had a great time here with you. Yeah. Discussing the triangle. I'm glad we're back. We're back in the groove. Oh, it feels nice. Guess who's back? Back Back again. again. Watch out for the copyright claim. Mystery crew, back again. again. Once again. Yeah, don't say tell your friend. Damn it. I just did it. Yeah, but do tell your friends. Uh, Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We'll be posting references and you can, we're going to be getting back in the groove on there too. Uh, Rating and review and subscribe is always awesome. Much appreciated. Mucho apreciado. Mucho gracias. And for any input or you want to be a part of it and have something read here on the podcast, send us an email at mysteryoftheweekpodcast at gmail.com or message us on any of our medias and socialies. If you send us something, I'll read anything you send me. You can send me anything and I'll read it. Right on the podcast. Right read on it right the on the podcast. And I won't regret that decision at all. I have regrets. No. But until no, part two, nothing. we'll catch you later, mystery crew. I love you. Later days. Bye. Bye.